Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have faces for radio and voices for blogging. You can follow us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also, check us out on our Instagram page, at Voices for Blogging. Drop us a message, check us out, check out our posts, uh, and see when we drop our latest episode. And with that, let's get right into it today, because we got some stuff to talk about. Uh, we want to make sure that we didn't just talk about the good times in the crypto market. Uh, it's been a pretty rough last 72 plus hours in the crypto market. And then with that, I'm going to let Royce take that away. Royce, how are you feeling today after that shot of whiskey you just took? I am feeling a little better after that shot of whiskey. And I think I might need another shot or 10. <laughs> <laughs> pretty turbulent market, actually, both in the crypto market and the stock market. Yeah, both in cryptos and the stock market. Uh, you know, even the bond market, too, right, is, is shooting up. You know, thinking about that, right, like people are getting out of bonds. They're not getting into equities. They're not getting into crypto. Where are they going? <laughs> I mean, That's my question. It, it, it's just, it's funny because perspective, I think, in times like this, perspective is needed. You know, we're at, the, we're at all-time highs in both markets, in, in both in the crypto and the stock market. At some point in time, some profit-taking is worth doing. And I think, yes, the 10-year yield is up. And yes mortgage rates are up but a little perspective the 30-year mortgage is still at or below three percent historically yeah. low yeah and i feel like sometimes the talking heads on tv obviously they need something to talk about powell came on was was on tv the last couple of days talking about how inflation is still muted and you know they're not looking basically to raise interest rates anytime soon on the fed side of things and so and that the unemployment is still a concern of his, and he still thinks it's about 10% unemployment, so it's still a long way to go for us. All that to me doesn't say, like, we're heading to some kind of Armageddon here. Like, we're about to reopen in a ton of states, and you see those sectors that are benefit from that, the restaurants, travel, you know, those guys are doing better, which is great. You know, and I, I feel yeah. like, you know, we, we take these sell-offs at, at a grain of salt, and... If you're not taking profit at the top of the market, I don't know what you're waiting for. I think, you know, at some point, this is a great reminder to do that. We can always get back in in any market. But, yeah. you know, but I see that. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of new investors into both worlds. And, you know, you hear the same things like, oh, you know, where they, they're kind of freaking out. And hopefully they, you know, they get good advice and they figure out what they're going to do and move forward and stay in the market. Because in the long run, when you look at the charts... It makes sense to stay in the markets, whether it's the housing market, stock market, and crypto market. But we'll see. We'll see how, how all this plays out. What do you think? I mean, that that's what concerns me is that the general consensus is that, you know, with the money that's coming out with stimulus going to be pumped into the markets, with, you know, us being in the last innings of this pandemic, where I think once the pandemic is over, everyone wants to get out, right? Everyone wants to go to see a movie. Everyone wants to go eat dinner. They want to go to travel. Yep. There's going to be a ton of uh, economic activity and at that point, but probably inflation, right? At some point. Yeah. So what concerns me about that is that it's the whole same thing with like, hey, everyone thinks that Casey and Over is going to hit, right? Typically, yep. it doesn't always happen that way. So, nope. But at the same time, it makes sense that the economy would grow, you know, once the mm -hmm. pandemic is over and the stimulus gets pumped in. So 
Uh, I think it's going to probably trade sideways, is my guess, um, from now at least until the end of options expiration at February, uh, and maybe even up until stimulus gets passed and you know check starts coming out. Uh, I, I, re- I really think it's that point. I think it's your latter point that's really going to be it. I think there's some end of month selling and you know people, you know especially with it being a little bit down the last couple of days, they're just taking this opportunity. You know I got to take some profit. But I think when it's all said and done, this is the song and dance that happens before stimulus. Yeah. You know, once the, once the politicians get on TV and they start talking about, you know, these idle threats of, oh, this is not going to happen. It gets all dramatic, you know, and then they'll all get together in the middle of the night, pass it through at midnight. Kumbaya. And here you are. Here's your checks. Uh, it's a significant amount of money. They're, they're thinking about just it is. doling out. Like yeah. I looked at the potential benefits per kid in a family, yeah. not just the fourteen hundred per adult. It's per kid. Like there's a there's a per kid benefit there, that I I think I saw the number to be something where it was upwards of up to thirty six hundred dollars of benefits. I don't know what the benefits are, yeah. but they say of benefits for each child. I know I know it's uh, fourteen hundred dollars per kid, right? That you're gonna get in a check. See, I haven't seen the part with the kid because yeah. they have been giving it to kids the last couple of times. Yeah. But so far, we haven't seen too many details about kids. The only one detail I've ever seen so far with this latest bill is that they have benefits in per uh, per kid of up to 3600 whatever the hell that means. But yeah. that's a heck of a lot of money. And it's under uh, like 75 k individually, right? 150 75 and 150 correct. Man, but that, you know. That's I mean that's one that's a lot of money per kid, but I mean also to me it's like well you know I, I get under 75k people, right? What about the other people like 100k well, that are living in California that, but you know, I think or New the, York or I think the provision right now is that the ones that are over are going to get a fraction of. I think that is, oh, part is that what of, it that's is? yeah there's I, there's I didn't, there, I didn't see that because I I think I think there's what you said there i think there's a lot of clamoring for that because look at hawaii 100 grand hawaii it's a nice number but it doesn't allow you to really buy a house in hawaii you can buy no, a nice you, little, you can you can buy a nice little walk-up condo three-story condo in makiki and for all of you that that own one of those kudos to you man i'm not talking you down i'm just saying in perspective you make 100 grand in a place like you no know, we'll say even in washington you can afford yeah. something a little nicer, you know, even yeah. in, in Tacoma or Seattle or, or Redden, you know. I, w- I would I would say that probably the most difficult place in the United States to own property is Hawaii, because not only do you have high real estate prices, right, but you also have uh, an economy that totally based on tourism and the pay in Hawaii is a lot less Depressed. than you get anywhere else. Yeah. I'm completely depressed. You know, for my my yep. price for services. Um, there's a part of me being born and raised here. Like I just can't get myself to charge what I would be able to charge if I were living by you. Yeah. I would you know, I would charge probably about forty to fifty percent more than I charge now here for all my services if yeah. I were living in LA with you. Yeah. You know, it's just it's kind of just one of these things. And I think on one hand, like that, what I just said, that's some of the beauty of Hawaii that you know, like we just know, like hey, we gotta take care of each other and all that kind of stuff because. This is Hawaii. This is where we live in. But it's also, I mean, you can try. I mean, there's guys that are charging much more than me, and they do okay. I just, for me, m- me personally, I just, eh, I can't go there. Well, I, I, I think your your market is going to be limited, right? Like, 
Yep. There's just not that many households. It's impossible. Like, yep. you can't get paid like you can right. in L.A. or, you know, any no. other major metropolitan city. No. And it's not that there aren't well-off people here, but, the you know, I would say having worked with a few of them, like, the well-off people here, they're pretty good about watching their money. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, if you if you if you own property if you, if you own property in Hawaii, you're doing good. The rich, <laughs> like seriously, there's a reason why the rich people you're stay doing, rich. You're doing awesome. Yeah, rich people stay rich. They have there's a reason why. Um, you know, they're not necessarily all the people sitting in first class. Let's put it that way. No. They they know they know where to allocate their money. But yeah, I mean, it, it's it's I think what's going on right now is pretty natural function of the market. We've had sell-offs during this time of year before in the dot-com bubble if i remember correctly this was right about the time where the crash started of course we had the last year at covid crash during this time you know it, it's just it but that of course for completely different reasons or if you're a conspiracy theorist then this is all plans so you know I, yeah I, I i don't i'm not a subscriber. i can't go there you know, I just, can't go. Just, yeah, just to give a little bit of perspective too like in the crypto markets the drop that we just had, like we've had multiple times where the correction has been a lot greater than what it is right now. In fact, like for F being down, say like 25%, yep. and I think Bitcoin being down maybe 20%, right? Pretty close. Pretty close. That's uh, that's not that big of a correction actually right now, which no, I'm, no, I'm, I shouldn't I'm, jinx it. But. Look, <laughs> I'm staring at the exchange right now. Bitcoin is trading at 46239 and Ethereum is at fourteen hundred and sixty-five. Yeah. So I mean, we look at those numbers. That forty-six thousand is still post the Tesla announcement that they got into Bitcoin. Ethereum. I mean, what do we got to complain about, Royce? I mean, we're in. You know, fortunately, we're in at such more lower levels. You know, it's just one of those things where a pullback is healthy. It's just that when I look at the charts now. You know, the, the the rise might not be as fast as it was in the last month or two. There might be a little wood to chop before, you know, exactly what you said, where we're going to go sideways, and let the chart kind of get healthy, and then we run up again. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that's actually really different about the, the, the run this time, as opposed to, you know, previous times in like 2018 and even before that, we actually have a good glimpse of that with the Coinbase filing today. Yeah. Uh, so if you look... And Coinbase is basically the largest exchange like in the right. U.S., right? right? And one of the largest exchanges in the world. The biggest exchange in the world basically is Binance. And there's questions about, you know, whether their volume is, is accurate or not. Um, but not, even not getting into that. So Coinbase is one of the biggest exchanges in the world. And the data that they, sh they released today basically showed that I believe it was somewhere around 68% of their revenue in Q4 of 2020 was institutions, oh. and 30, yeah, 32 percent was uh, retail. Individuals. And so, yeah, and it goes it goes all the way back to 2018. So going back to 2018 in Q1, institutional uh, involvement was like 11 percent hmm. of their volume. Yep. So it's yep. uh, a large, much larger percentage of their volume today is institutions versus retail. And that's what we've been talking about, right? And let's refresh, or let's 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 I guess let people know what you're talking about. Coinbase releasing all its information. Uh, Coinbase is filing for an IPO, right? Yep. So to get on get onto the regular stock market, you want to see how people really feel about crypto. Put a stock out there, 
that's completely tied to crypto and see what people think. I yeah. think at some point in time, a run-up in Coinbase stock is going to reflect in the crypto market where people are going to say this is an acknowledgement that this is a real thing and it's here to stay. Yeah. And those stats you just said about the institutional buying in the late 2020, we saw it. We talked about it. We talked yeah. about Square. We talked about MicroStrategies. We talked about all these other companies that are just loading up. And, they're, and they are in many ways a side way to play Bitcoin. MicroStrategies was over a thousand bucks last week, and this week it had a low of 680, I believe. Wow. And today, at one point in time, it was back up to about 860. So there is a lot of play in these other derivative plays in Bitcoin yeah, that that's you can a, play in the stock market. That's interesting. Uh, it's moving like a crypto. Like yeah. it's crazy. I would I would argue that Tesla is moving like a crypto too. It is. Yeah. And and you know today they had some issues with some production I believe of their one of their cars. Uh there's you know other EV companies coming online. So some money's getting pulled out of all the EV companies that have been trading so they can put money into the new one Lucid. But I mean a lot of moving parts are happening. In the end I I feel like the run's not over in any of this stuff. You just got to be able to weather this fall. And if you yeah. have, you know, in my case I probably put more capital to work as this continues to go down. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm like a little bit in cash, um, but yeah, basically just looking for a good entry point. Right. You know, because I don't, right. I don't think the run is over, uh, right. but I do think it's going to be sideways for a little while. I don't think there's any, I can't right. think of any catalysts right now. You know, until at least after option. I think this. Yeah, and I think the I think the stimulus money is gonna be a lot of that because you know, we talked about fourteen hundred dollars. There's gonna be a lot of people yeah. that quote unquote don't need that fourteen hundred. That's money. That money probably enters one of the markets. People are just yeah. gonna make those money that money work for them. And I I think you're gonna see an inflow of capital in the next three to six months in all markets because of that because there's so much free money floating through the system. And like you said, there's the money that exited all the markets in the last three days. Where did that money go? Yeah. It's not. I mean. Some of it's buying GameStop because that thing's blowing up again. But, you know, it's as a whole, like, it just feels like this is just a retrenching. We we both went into more cash today in the crypto market. You know, I pulled all my side trades that I had outside of my Ethereum. Uh, and I'm just waiting, you know. Yeah. So we want, want to make sure we talk about that, that, you know, we, we're not just... We're not pumping dumpers. We're just talking about what we're doing. That's it. <laughs> I'm just talking about what I'm doing. Like, yeah. 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 You know, it just is what it is. That's why it's important for us to get a recording in today because it's been so turbulent the last three days. A lot of volatility. Yep. Speaking of turbulence, though, like you see those airline stocks. You see, you talk to people recently about travel and 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 their willingness to travel. Uh, you know, some people. Get some people, yes. The people that I talk to, I mean, I think everyone is planning. Everyone is antsy to get out and, you know, get out of the bubble that everyone's been in. And, right. uh, you know, it's just a matter of time, basically. I mean, like we said last time, we're we're in the last innings, basically. Yeah, it seems like it. Seems like and, it, yeah. And with the news of all the um, vaccine companies coming up with a booster, a potential third a third shot, essentially, for to try to cover variants that are coming. I, it really just seems like that's going to be the new, the new normal for a little while until enough people get vaccinated, which unfortunately won't be 
you know, I, just, I have a hard time, you know, seeing that we get to our herd immunity because I just think there's too many people out there that just won't take the vaccine. Yeah. Well, I don't, you know, the people that don't take the vaccine, I, I'm not sure how much is going to matter. But uh, I, I've been telling people for a while that I think after this pandemic is over, the same thing that happened in the 20s is going to happen, I guess, in the 20s. <laughs> is that, you know, it's going to be the roaring 20s again. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, but exactly what happened then, there was this big market crash right before the roaring 20s happened. Yeah, and and the the crash wasn't like the crash last year, preceding the real ramp up into the roaring twenties. Mm-hmm. There was one more crash after the flu pandemic was over, and that might be what we're looking at right now. Oh, interesting. So I didn't I didn't know that. What like do you why do you, why do you think that is? Why well, probably the same reasons as now. Like, I think some people invested and you know and back then it was a much more limited market, but fear. You know, fear that the markets are such a psychological indicator of of a lot of things that are going on in society. I mean, I mean, you look at the behavior in the market. I mean, it's very emotional. People want to make like it's so objective when it hits this number, I'm going to sell. I mean, Rice, what were you thinking as you watched Ethereum just decrease click by click, red, 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 red? When it hit 2K after that and when I was seeing a lot of... uh you know, action on crypto Twitter and with celebrities and, yep. you know, all the things that were happening, like all the hype and excitement. And to me, it just felt like one of those things where, okay, that's, that's a sign. <laughs> sign, of a yeah, sign of a top. Yeah. Sign of a top. Sign of, sign of a momentary, momentary top. Yeah. And sometimes you ask people that trade, especially guys that just trade whatever you're trading. Yeah. Sometimes you get frozen. Like you watch you watch something go down in value on your app yeah. and you just freeze. You just sit there and you're just like, you can't snap yourself out of it to make the trade, yeah. you know? And, and so I definitely have a lot of guys I know that have said that. It's like when there's a threat around you, right? If there's like, you know, like a fight or it's fight know, or flight, man. Or whatever. It's fight or flight, gotta, man. Yeah. The first thing you got to do is get off the X. <laughs> just move. Right? Get off your mark, don't baby. You gotta get off your mark. Yeah, don't get frozen. Yeah, and it's the same thing here in the markets. You gotta move. Can't you gotta get... move. And you and you and I almost started selling exactly at the same time. You texted me today. I was cooking for one of my clients today. Uh, I was literally cutting a brisket up today. That while you texted me like hard dumping. Yeah. And so I double checked. I'm like, you know what? I'm out. I'm selling. Yeah. I'm gonna sell all my trades. Like I'll hold yeah. on to a little bit of Ethereum, but that's about it. Same here. That's that's what I did. Yeah, I'm just gonna move to cash. And if you and I miss the first 10% of the next move, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Not about pride. If it's going to keep going from there, awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, the way this is, this is what I was talking about with uh, my business partner, too, is that obviously I still believe in Ethereum. There's right. still a lot of things happening on it. But at the end of the day, like, you're trading to make money. And it doesn't really matter whether you believe it in it or not. Like, if you can lock in your profits at a higher amount than if it, what you would, it, then you should do it. If you know, you can, always price, buy, like, you can always buy back hit, in. Yeah, if it hits your price point, it hits your price point. Yeah. Move on. can always come back in. If you're wrong, great. You still made money. You yeah. know, Jim Cramer always says, you know, it's never a bad idea to take profit. You know, it's better than a sharp yeah. stick in an eye. He'll say that all the time, right? Yeah. And so it's just, and it makes sense. Like, you still have your profit. Like, it is what it is. Yeah. Celebrate it. You made the right call. Move on. Come back and figure out what your next move is. 
Yeah. But um, but yeah. So I don't know. Let's move. Let's move off some of this serious money and all this so, kind of talk. So, so serious. What is this? But, I mean, let's talk about that liquor run you just went on before we started recording today. Like your prerequisite for recording tonight was to get liquor first. I have to get drunk when I talk to you. You know what? <laughs> I feel like getting drunk after I look at you. Yeah. That's hence the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like I try to, I try to like make you look better, but the drunker I get, the worse you look. Yeah, you're not. You got. You're gonna pass out before that happens, dude. <laughs> you're gonna pass out before that happens for sure. So yeah, let dude, let the, let's talk. Let's talk NBA, man. NBA. You know, talk about the crumbling, like, the crumbling of the Lakers. Not the crumbling of the Lakers. Like, actually, I wanted to talk about this earlier, like earlier in the year, but I have to say, watching Lamelo Ball looks pretty good. Just with the eye test, looks he's better good. than way better than his brother. Oh, for sure. No, it's not even close. Yeah, sure. The, bo- yeah. the move he pulled last night, crossing over and going up for a dunk on Aiton, like, yeah. Ooh. He, ooh, that guy is, he's gonna. That's be, just different. Yeah, it's just different. It's just different. Just different. He's different. He's just like different. He, he's the best ball brother by far. Like, and and that's what they're saying in the draft process, right? When when he started climbing the boards in the draft process, and it it became obvious he was a top five pick. Yeah. You know, people. Are, and, and that's the thing where like, did they succeed? Did the ball brothers succeed despite Lavar? Or you know, it's 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 hard. No. You can't take you I, can't take the credit away from a parent that. Has no. two top five picks in a draft. Like you, you this can't. is what it is, you know. I mean, that yeah, guy can no, be I, weird. That that guy can be annoying, whatever. But I think I think his you can't take it away from him. No, you you can. I, I definitely think that he contributed to their development. For sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Like any, I think anyone, any parent that played basketball or whatever played or did something before their kids and they teach their kids that craft, I think the kids are gonna learn from the parents, you know, quite a lot. Look at Steph Curry. You don't think Del? You don't think? Yeah, even uh, even Seth. Look at Seth, think- look at Seth's rise in the last couple of years. Like Those guys- Seth, Seth became relevant in the last yeah. two years. Yep. He was pretty irrelevant yep. before this. Well, he I mean he was just a role player, right? Like, but but he's he's good. I mean he's good. But uh, yeah, I mean I definitely think that they learn from their dad. And uh, I mean Seth Curry is I mean. Steph Curry is just ridiculous. He he's changed the game. Yeah, and, and changed the game. He's and, changed and, the game to like the game that we used to play. We're ahead of our time, Roycey. We're ahead of our time, man. Like it that was whole... never a three too far away from the basket <laughs> to shoot. I mean, it might, might not have made it as much, but hey, whatever. Nobody remembers now. You know what? It still felt good to see the thing go through the twine. Come on but now. You, but you know what? I don't know how much you follow this, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, like not on the podcast, but outside of this. But uh, Corey Van Lith, yep, his kid is. She was a top recruit in a women's basketball, and she's playing right now for. Uh, That's pretty cool. I forget. She's she's really good. There's a ton of YouTube videos on her actually, if you look it up. So for a little background, what Royce is talking about, we both went to University of Puget Sound, and uh, this guy Corey Van Lith that that uh, Royce mentioned, essentially was probably of if not the best athlete on campus <laughs> at least once yeah when, when, when he was there yeah he was definitely yeah. he was one of the best athletes on campus do a sport athlete baseball and basketball went on and played minor league baseball after his time at ups but hard you know just kind of this hard nose um 
definitely had talent, you know, strong mentality when he played, aggressive, uh, fun to watch, you know. He was, and, starting, he was the starting point guard. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's – when you have – it can go both ways, though, because I've seen it, right? And the work I do, I've seen it go the wrong way with – for uh, you know, to have a parent that's a former athlete. You know, sometimes it's too much pressure. And sometimes the kids just aren't interested. They don't want to yeah. go down the same. They don't want to go down the same path. You know, it's one of those things that, and sometimes it's better just be lax a days ago about things so you can't fail, or you have an excuse when you do fail where you're kind of like, eh, well, I wasn't really trying my hardest anyway, and yada yada yada. I mean, I've seen a pretty big variety of all that kind of behavior over the yeah. years. Yeah, I'm sure it's hit or miss, but yeah, you, you should look it up. Uh, her name is Haley Van Lith. Uh-huh. And she. If you look at her on YouTube, she's all over YouTube. She's the, did, you, did you say the YouTube? Are you like 60? Like look at the YouTube? No, I didn't say the YouTube. I said look it up oh, on YouTube. Whatever. I didn't say the YouTube. Yeah, yeah, the we'll, YouTube. Go back to, we'll go back to the tapes. You went but, the YouTube. No, I did not. So I, I'm just looking up Haley Van Litt. You know, she's a, she's a guard at um, Louisville. Uh, Louisville, that's right, yeah. And, uh, you know, she was Gatorade Player of the Year in Washington. Uh, she played on the U18 World Cup team, the FIBA U Cup uh, World Cup team, and the yep. 2019 team. All won gold medals. She won four gold medals in in junior nationals type of competition. Wow, it's impressive. She's taller than her dad. He's five seven. Was Corey even five no, seven? No, Corey was like five ten or five eleven or something. He was not five ten. Yeah, he was. I don't know. I'm pretty I sure. I don't know. Well. All I know is Vuk is seven, <laughs> right, or six eleven or something. Vuk lives in Hawaii, I think. Yeah, no, he does. He does. He's a he's a realtor in Hawaii, I think. He's a realtor in Hawaii, yeah. So like, uh, when I moved to LA, he was in LA running some um, like limo company actually, and uh, I had chatted with him on Facebook, I think. And then, yeah, recently I found out that he was in Hawaii, like doing real estate for Hawaii Life, I think, right? Yeah, the TV show that I binge constantly. I just yeah. like to laugh. I just like to laugh at that show because they always have the families that are looking for houses do some hokey thing in Hawaii and say this is Hawaii life. Uh, <laughs> what what cracks know. me up is that they say, oh yeah, you can live in Waianae. It's only thirty minutes from downtown. Yeah. So they'll get yeah. They'll be like, you know, you you be about half an hour away from work. You know, out in Makaha. I'm like, you're half an hour out of Eva Beach from Makaha. <laughs> yeah. Unrealistic. Shysters. I mean, maybe maybe at 3 a.m. Yeah, 30 minutes. Maybe. Maybe. Cr- yeah. Crawling to Farrington Highway, like you know, it takes a little while to get out of there. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I've been I've been uh I've been binge watching that show, cause I just like looking at the houses and just kind of I just like looking at I I'm entertained what people say when they walk through houses, you know. Or actually in Hawaii, what's the best thing is when they come and they tell them their budget for what they want. That's yeah. when I get the biggest laugh. Well, you know, I want a view on an ocean view, maybe four bedrooms and two baths. Well, what's your budget? Well, you know, like somewhere between three fifty and four fifty. Not <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it barely even happens in Makaha. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I used to watch that show a lot too, actually, but um, I don't. It's out of my out of my price range, man. Not even. <laughs> you, yeah. You you see yourself ever moving back home? That's a good question, man. Like, uh, it's just too expensive, I think. I don't know. The, yeah, I, I don't know. 
like too expensive in what way though it all depends like what you what you want to do what you care about right i mean what part of it's too expensive everything <laughs> what's not what's not expensive in hawaii it's really just about honestly it's just about the life you can live here is that the life you want you know it's you know the metro your your kind of metro big city kind of stuff i mean there's like very small touches of things like that there's some good restaurants here the food as a whole isn't reserved to being at nice restaurants where it's good you know you're on the beach all day if you want to i don't know it it, it is it's just kind of it's like if you have kids you want to raise your kids here that yeah. kind of stuff i think i think there's no difference between honolulu or any other big city in terms of restaurants entertainment uh, entertain, entertainment i would push back because like if i'm if i were living in There's, chicago or, or or la or whatever i'm gonna get a much better chance to see more things there's just not here. as many options right right correct but that's okay where that's, i think hawaii has has a challenge for me is the cost of living finding a job there like in tech, I think it's going to be difficult. Royce, you haven't had a job in two years. Might be longer than that, but we won't talk about that. Sorry, it's been like five. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. So what but does I, that I, matter? What does that point matter if if you haven't held a job for five years? Well, not like that, but like uh, electricity is more expensive too, right? Like I couldn't start three a mining place there. <laughs> three time, three yeah. times as much. Three times exactly. as much. How, how much do you guys pay a kilowatt hour, dude? Uh, I have my electric bill right here. Let me tell you. Yeah, let me, tell me. So it's a scaled system now. So if you draw a higher amount, you're obviously you're obviously going to pay more. Yep. But for the most part, we're paying about 30, 32 cents a kilowatt hour. What are you guys paying there? Eleven? Oh, that's actually not bad. No. Uh, it no, counts it's bad. Three. No, it's bad. Thirty-two is, that, is bad. Is that the highest though? No, so like our our rates here are at the highest tier, I think, is just as expensive. I thought Hawaii was a like a dollar kilowatt hour. No, 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 no. But like up up in Northern California, let's say like in Roseville, they pay like thirteen cents. Yeah, so in in Nevada, actually, where our company is, we pay seven cents a kilowatt hour. Right. But but it's obviously that's a that's a business rate, right? But commercial rate. Seven cents is seven cents, man. When you're burning electricity the way you guys do, seven cents. Yeah, but even, matters. but even residential is, is a lot cheaper out there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they use, they consume so much, right? Look at the strip, right? How much electricity that place during the, during the Yeah, during the summer, obviously, because of all the air conditioning. Yep. Uh, it's crazy. Solar panel city, man. You gotta stay, there's, there's a lot of solar panels out there. And, and Hoover Dam. Hoover down. Yep. Yeah, we gotta get there, man. I know we talked about this last episode, but I was just talking to my friend in Alabama, and you know he's all like, "Yeah, we gotta go to Vegas." You know, he and I are, are in healthcare, and he's vaccinated. He goes, "You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Let's go." Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, there's basketball right now, right? Like baseball starting up. Yeah. You know, I think about. It's, I'm almost ready to con- like get ready to get back into the the betting the swing of things betting wise, you know I've been watching some NBA stuff here and there, the games will get a lot more serious right after the All Star break, um, you know, teams are gonna play much more defense than they're playing now. 
I think I just I ran across a score today where it was like, I think 140 to 120 something. Like that's that's like a 260 over under. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot more scoring in today's NBA. You know, I haven't been watching. Actually, I don't have League Pass anymore, so I haven't been watching a lot of games. And I don't. I haven't been watching a lot anyway. Okay, so the Kings and the Knicks. Whatever happened to Tom Thibodeau being the defensive guy? The Knicks put up 140, first of all. And then the Kings put up 121. No defense, man. Like, Tom Thibodeau, have you changed? Maybe he's changed. But, I mean, in, in Chicago, when he was coaching there, and I guess in, well, let's start with Chicago. They didn't have much offense to go around anyway. Right. <laughs> they had Derrick Rose, and that was like it. So I can't blame him for that. But before that, he was in Boston, right? Wait, what are, you, what are you trying to say about Taj Gibson, huh? What are you saying about what are you saying about the USC Trojan Taj hey, Gibson? Great athlete. He's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I'm saying. But in when he was in Boston before that, did they have a good defense then too? I yes, think. for sure they did. Yeah, with Paul Pierce. Does it, yeah, the championship teams, you know. Yeah, Tony Allen. Tony Allen and Rondo kind of doing what they do defensively. Yeah. Um. I mean, this Knicks team is totally overachieving, I think. They're 16 and 17. They're sniffing playoffs, man. That's impressive. Yeah. No, they're definitely getting better. They are. They are. They are, let's see, they're number six in the East. Boston's not even in the top eight. Yeah, like Randall's been playing really good. Julius Randall playing really well. The, the Warriors, are, Warriors are seventh. The Lakers are third. The traveling Donovan Mitchell is number one. Can you believe <laughs> that three-step three-pointer he took the other night? <laughs> it's the NBA, man. There's no, there's no such thing as traveling. I just like he that he pulled it off without a hitch, though. That he just kind of boop, 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 step, 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 shot. Yeah. I, I, so I got a question for you. What do you, what do you think yeah. about the the hardened step back? Is that a travel? Is not a travel? <laughs> There's a lot and, of shuffling of the feet happening when the ball's off of the ground. Is it the same thing as the Iverson crossover now? Like, Well, look, just like the Iverson crossover opened the door for more carrying in basketball, which has carried through till today. Yeah. I, I, th- I think stuff like the Harden. Look, that's why I don't think that's why I think the, the refs completely missed the travel by Donovan Mitchell. Because yeah. at some point you're just like, whatever, just shoot it. If it looks smooth and not awkward, just shoot it. Yeah, man, that's rules. a crazy step back, though. Rules. Man. Who cares about rules? Whatever. <laughs> that's a crazy step back. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, man, I, I, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like um, come the end of the year, come playoff time. The only person I don't trust on that team <laughs> you is know who it is. Kyrie. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Like, he's a great talent. He can score the ball whenever he wants. Yep. But he just seems like a head case. He's just he's no. just Kyrie. Kyrie about Kyrie. Kyrie not about anything else. Uh, you know, I mean, I say that when I, I say that on the in terms of the basketball court. You know, it sounds like he's doing fantastic things in the community and all that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I'm just talking about basketball. But keep but keep you into basketball, like I don't know. You know, he's just that guy that you, you really don't want to play on a team with him. Oh, well, I mean, we don't know. We're not in the locker room, but uh, yeah, yeah. He's an, he's an amazing finisher. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he's an amazing scorer, but it just seems like he he doesn't fit with the teams that he's on for whatever reason. Because maybe there's not a fit for a guy like him. Maybe the fit was 
when he was in Cleveland before LeBron got there, where it was just his team. Him, yeah. Yep, and nobody else. A young Joe Harris and him, that was it. Could be. Oh, and Tristan Thompson. Let's never forget about Tristan Thompson. He's, <laughs> he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. Uh, at some point, the Mavericks are going to make a run. You know, they're 15, 16 right now at, in the 10 spot. I think they're going to make a run. I wanna, I'm curious to see if Phoenix can kind of keep it up. Yeah, Phoenix, they have a good team, but uh, I guess we'll see. I, we'll I'm see actually really, I don't know what the word is, like disappointed that Booker got shut out of the All-Star team again. No, but he's in. Oh, he's in now? Yeah, because AD. AD's not going to play. Oh, man, because I think that guy really deserves it. He does, and, you know, in some ways, I, I want to see how that relationship with he and Chris Paul goes. Yeah, because Chris Paul's and, another guy too, right? At some yeah. point in time, there's always something wrong when yeah. he's on a team. He was talking about how great it was to be OKC, and then before you know it, he was forcing his way out of there too. Yeah. So can't believe everything he says when it comes to basketball, you know? Yeah, but he is a, he is a good point guard. You know, if Houston, if he had stayed healthy instead of pulling his hamstring. Maybe. Maybe. It might be a different situation, but. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like. You know, even if the Nets win, they're not. Are they really proving that D'Antoni style wins, or is it just proving if you put Harden, Durant, and Irving together? Oh, I, I think it's just, beat. Yeah, it's just talent, right? Like yeah. you know, basketball, right? If you have talented guys in your team, it makes the game that much easier. Yeah, but then that hasn't worked out for Russell Westbrook very well. He's very talented. Uh, so I think Russell Westbrook is a different. He's a different case, though. He's. 100% athleticism. Because look at him, right? He's on a team right now, he and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, for as great as everyone wants to say Bradley Beal is, yeah. why does his teams always suck? This, this, is my, this is my problem with Russell Westbrook. And I I love Russell Westbrook, actually. I'm really entertained watching him. I love I, watching I him. I love watching him. I love the way he plays. But there's one part of his play that I don't like. And it's the fact that when it comes down into tight situations... He's a loose cannon. He's unpredictable. Well, he, dri- that, he dribbles into triple teams. That, that, mean, might, that might work for 90% of the game, but in that 10% the, of the game where you, you need to... Not the end of the game. Yeah, in that 10% where you need to run a play and execute, he's not that guy. And that he's never been that guy. That's the problem that Oklahoma City had. Yep. Is that at the end of the game, when it got close, he's not the guy you want with the ball in his, in his hands, unfortunately, I think. And, and he always opinion. had the ball in his hands. He always had the ball in his hands, yeah. Like Kevin Durant, yeah. Kevin Durant makes the right basketball play. James Harden makes the right basketball play. So does LeBron. And LeBron, so does LeBron, LeBron, yeah. LeBron gets crushed for it because he doesn't take the last shot a lot. LeBron gets crushed for it, but that's I think that's that's wrong. It is. He makes the right wrong. play, right? Yep. Russell Westbrook is not that guy. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but, yeah. But great, great, like trust me, great player. I'm, he's my favorite player in the NBA today, by far. As far as, as far as if he's in town, you're gonna watch him play. Yeah. You're buying a ticket. You're going I'm to watch him play. Yeah. I watch him on TV. I'll turn to. He might play on a crappy team like Washington. I when I watch the NBA, I'll go to look for the Wizards first. But I've seen him enough to know the challenges that he has as well. So. Yeah, you know what's gonna have to happen if I do end up coming up in September. Yeah. We need to go to a game of some sorts. 
All right, I gotta go to. There's so many games that we can go to at that I, point. I need to go to like Dodger Stadium. I need to go to the Coliseum or a Rams game. No, Carter, yeah. I need to go. Or so I go to. Or go. We're gonna go to a Vegas game. We're gonna the Raiders. Or we're yep. gonna Raid. We'll, we'll go up there and, and on a Sunday and go to Raiders game. Yeah, I mean SoFi Stadium's new. Uh, Allegiant Stadium's new. And it's gonna open to fans. Like fans will be there. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I mean it's be fun. I mean. I said I, I'm I'm kind of just getting in gear, getting a feel for the games, going from there. You know what team in you know, switching gears to college basketball? Michigan's really fun to watch. Really, you know uh, that the one sport that I kind of stopped following is college basketball, dude. Yeah, Michigan's pretty fun to watch. Jo- Jawan Howard's recruited well, and he's got the boys playing for him pretty well. Yeah, what are they ranked? Third, they're 17 and one. Wow. Gonzaga's first uh, in the nation. Baylor's second. Wow, Gonzaga's number one, huh? Always, though, right? Paper <laughs> Tiger, though, man. Paper <laughs> Tiger until you get to the freaking, you get to the dance. Whatever. Speaking of Gonzaga, you, dude. Whatever you get to the dance, and then Adam Morrison just standing there crying at the end of the game with his, with his handlebar mustache, you know? Whatever like, happens. Ugly, like full-on ugly face crying. Yeah. Good times. Uh, Morrison did not turn out to be the next Larry Bird, that's for sure. He did not. He did not. There was a lot of lot of talk. Like, man, this guy is the next Larry Bird. I want to see them call black guy the next Larry Bird. It's, it's, uh, I don't think that's going to happen, dude. But it's it's yeah. tough. It's tough to be the next Larry Bird, man. Like, it's tough. Well, the next Larry Bird probably is not super successful in today's NBA. I disagree. You know, if there's I mean, anyone that's close to if there's anyone that's close to Larry Bird today, it's probably Luca. No, Luca yes. way more athletic. Luca way more athletic. I don't know if you remember how unathletic Larry Bird is. Yeah, but again, he's not super athletic. He's not the fastest guy. Yeah, but you know, that's, there, that's was there was was there he, was there a LeBron? When he drives and finishes though, like that's that's some pretty special shit. Yeah, but was there a LeBron that existed back then too? No. No, LeBron, but LeBron is a mix of LeBron's a mix of Magic and Jordan. LeBron's a product of the basketball Dude, he watched. LeBron today, as big as he is, would have destroyed those guys, and quick as he is, would have destroyed those guys. No, for sure. Possibly, possibly. Oh no, Jordan. MJ, MJ might still be great though. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like, you know, do Come that. on now. It's not, it's not like LeBron like dominates the whole league. You know what I mean? It's not like there's no star that doesn't like do shit on LeBron. Well, yeah, well, no, what I, what I guess what, what I was saying is that like it would be a great competition. It would be. But, no, but you look at it, you look at a guy Larry Bird. Go try find a stretch four that just stands and shoots three pointers. Because the way he drove, the way he drove in the 80s, yeah. I don't know if that would work in today's NBA. It's too slow. Uh, you can I, tell me. You you can tell me. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it this way. He and Jokic. Maybe yeah. He and Jokic. Yeah, maybe. That'd be the closest. Just yeah. because Jokic can do everything. Bird was able to do everything. He was a great yeah. passer. He did play tough D. Jokic shoots well from the outside. Bird's a better shooter from the outside. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The new the new Jokic too, where he's slimmer and more athletic though. There's a few things he does that Bird would never be able to do. But he's probably I mean, the closest comp. He's the, probably the, the game, closest comp. The game evolves. The game he's evolves. And we never really got to see the true greatness of Bird because that back that back just killed him. 
I killed really, him, yeah. I think he really only played like nine seasons in the NBA. You know? I think it was ten seasons, yeah. I think yeah. it was ten seasons. Yeah, it's really not very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, with today's medicine, with today's, you know, training, it's a, For different, sure. it's a different world, right? Well, it's like Bo Jackson, right? Bo Jackson's career would not have ended had we had the advances in sports medicine that we have now. That's sad. What could that guy have done? Hmm. Four seasons, right? I mean, look what... Look what he did in baseball after his football career ended. Yep. That that was special though. I mean, it's, it was fun to watch on baseball field, but it was special in football. It was just yeah. can't even explain it. And it was killer in tech mobile. Like he was killer, yeah. That's the that that just adds to the legends. There 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 are about five untouchable guys in tech mobile on the offensive side. Yeah, Barry, <laughs> Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, yeah. Bo Jackson. Jerry Rice was pretty damn untouchable. Oh, yeah, that's right. And on the defensive side, there was no blocking Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor could drop back and drop back on D, get a pick. Lawrence Taylor could sack. Zorzley could line up over the center and just dive forward and sack the quarterback. Like, <laughs> I love Tech Mobile. Have you played it recently? No, I haven't. I haven't played much. You know, the only video game I've been playing at all was has been like Pac-Man. Yeah, because I bought one of those joystick games where it has, like, ten games loaded into it. Oh, yeah. So I let my son kind of play with him. So my son plays Mappy, Galaga. We don't, we don't let him play with Galaga because it's a bunch of shooting. He plays Dig yeah. Dug, Mappy, and um, and Pac-Man, essentially. Dig Dug, wow. That's a blast from the past, man. Dude, I love those old games, man. They're good. They're fun, dude. I have one of those, like, uh, mini Nintendos. I have that and, like, the mini Super NES. And can you, can, you buy, can you buy the miniature stand-up NBA Jam so when I come to LA we can play that? Oh, I already have NBA Jam on like one of my Xboxes. No, no, or no, no, no. But I, I need the stand-up arcade version, man. There's a miniature oh. stand-up arcade version they started selling last year. Like I just want to dump from the three-point line with the Chief. Like that's all I want to do. Yeah. I, saw, I, don't, I, saw I, don't have, I don't have that, but you can. There, man. There's there's a huge market for that kind of stuff. Like, you yeah. can buy those now. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm telling you to buy yeah. it. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna buy that, dude. Why not? No. Like, no. I just wanna, I just wanna rain threes on you with the chief. That's all. No, 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 no. Like, I'm not gonna spend that pretty, kind of money to like play it, one. It's pretty offensive. It's pretty offensive that they called Robert Parrott the Parrish the chief, right? Like he what? was African American, and you know the chief they were talking about was Native American that they were referring yeah. to, right? They weren't talking about an African chief. They were talking about like Native American. Yeah, but chief. Yeah, but that's pretty offend. That's pretty offensive, though. I mean, maybe today. Oh, I mean, like everything <laughs> in the eight, like like very many things in the seventies and eighties. I I'm mean, gonna, did, oh, it, actually, that that actually brings up something else interesting. Yeah. Did you see that they removed the Mister from Mister Potato Head? Yeah. It's not gender neutral. You never know. He might not have a wang. What does that What does that even mean now? Like he's just a potato. But there was Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Like, there, there were was, both genders. But what if Mr. Potato Head wanted identified female? Then they dress him up in but Mrs. Potato Head stuff. No, but he, but he's still a male. No, he's not. Yeah. Prove it to me he, that he's a male. He could physically still be a male, but dressed physically, up like a female. Okay, tell me physically how Mr. Potato Head is going to be a male. Well, what if he doesn't cut his wang off and he wants to dress like a woman? That, explain that to me like I'm five. Mr. Potato Head didn't have a wang. I don't, no, I'm saying, I'm I don't saying, know if you know this. It was that wasn't an but, eye. 
that wasn't an eye. That wasn't a root coming out of a potato. By the way, those are called eyes. But, you know, <laughs> it, w- it was a wang. So, I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Potato Head had none of that. And why did they call it a wang anyway? I don't I have no idea. See, we were worried about not talking about something fun. I guess we took care of that. Yeah, we took care of that. Oh, I don't know, understand the Mr. Potato Head thing. I really well, don't. They don't want to piss any, they don't want to piss anybody off anymore. So it's just it, gone too far. Like how do, that doesn't make any sense. And you're not gonna cut this part off, really. You went with the this has gone too far, and you're gonna cut. Wait, you're gonna cut off my chief comment and me saying it's offensive. <laughs> you cut that out, but you're not gonna keep this. Because I don't know. We'll see what happens on the cutting room floor. Cut that. Don't cut that out because it is offensive. Which one? The chief. Okay, I'll Just take a word for it. I don't, I don't know. That's offensive. Well, how would that offend somebody to call that offensive? Okay, so this is what I don't understand to you, right? If if all that stuff, like the ooh, like the Atlanta Braves stuff is offensive, why do the Chiefs still do it? Because they have, I don't think, I think they have, I think they got the blessing of a tribe in Missouri. What about the other tribes in the United States? Don't know. I think you worry about locality. I don't know. I, I I don't have an answer for any of this stuff. But I I would say it probably mildly offensive, although very funny. I guess is if we had a Chinese mascot and a football team, and then like a whole bunch of guys dressed up like like the Seven Brothers in the movie in, in the okay. book and That's, and like bow and bow and, and bow during Chinese, the Super I'm not even touchdown. Chinese and I'm offended right now. Right, <laughs> but you would still think it's mildly funny. No, I think it's super offensive. You would still want to cancel. I'm not going to cancel you. <laughs> you would still laugh. This is, but yeah, that's just me. But in today's climate, See, I'm just in, saying. In today's climate, that would not fly. Oh, 100% offensive. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. Like, there, there's a ton of movies that they would never be able to remake today. Like, Soul Man. They're never going to remake that. Oh, God, no. A movie about blackface? You they're can't never, do that. They're never going to remake that. Dude. They see Thomas Howell, they put Jerry Curls on the kid, and they made blackface. Like, what the <laughs> hell? They're never going to remake that movie. That's so offensive. I was thinking about this today because right? I was looking at my calendar and I see that March, and I didn't know this. And I'm sorry that I didn't know this, but uh, it's National Women's Month in March. I didn't know that that was something. No, I didn't, I didn't so, know that either. Yeah, so well, there you go. The more you know, there you go. Okay, so, but it's one of those things where. I'm like, when, when, when do we have National Chinese American Month? I kind of want one of those. Never. Same, the same time they have National Japanese American Month. I kind of want a month for every ethnicity. Why don't we do that? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. Probably not, but it's okay, I guess. We'll just be model, we'll be model minorities, which is a really horrible thing to do, but I guess this is what we've been doing. This is what we've been doing for decades and centuries at this point so yeah. whatever so so i don't know if you've seen what's been happening on the you know in the continent of the united states like i don't know if the same thing is happening in hawaii but there's been a ton of attacks on old asian people yeah it's not happening here because we're mostly asian here yeah uh, but it's I've, I've seen the reports and it's it's horrible it's bad and actually the other day uh and the backlash is because of covid like what's the backlash what's the reason I I cannot tell you like exactly, but uh, even the other day too, there was a Asian person that was in K Town that got like jumped by two guys. And, Do we uh, know who the assailants are though? They don't. 
they don't know for that case they don't know i think the ones in san francisco too i don't think they're sure yet either right um it's definitely asian hate crimes uh, unless it's what if it's performed by asians then it's still asian hate crime it's asian on asian violence yeah but it is it's sad it's sad to um sad to hear all those things coming and maybe what if it's one of those things where it's been happening for a long time and only now the media is paying attention? It's possible. I do think that the racism has been out there. Oh, for sure. Come on. Now. Yeah, all this time. Come but on now. Definitely been coming more to the surface, I think, in the last couple of years than ever before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Royce, we were, we were having fun there and all of a sudden, you know, we got pretty serious again. Super but, serious. Uh, super serious, man. But you know, we can we can bring this up at a show and we can bring an expert in actually. One of my uh one of my really good friends, his cousin writes about all this stuff. Like I probably can find out if we can get him on the show one day. Yeah, we should, we should definitely do that, dude. I would love to I would love to hear it. Just give some more background. He's uh uh he's from here, of course. Uh I think he lives up in Berkeley, if I remember correctly. And uh he went he went to Iolani, he's an Iolani boy. Then we have to have him. You know, I can only have so much social awkwardness <laughs> in one hour. Whatever. That's the only if you're in a Hawaii joke there. I love to talk to Ilani people. Because they're, they're like they're like ten word conversations. They're amazing people. Yep. A lot of nonverbal communication happening there. Everyone wishes they went to Ilani. Or very awkward <laughs> or, or very awkwardly excitable conversations. Um <laughs> We're just talking stereotypes here, by the way. Yeah. So, for all joking, I'm joking, kind of. But yeah, man, like we should definitely do that for a show and because the, you know he'll he'll be able to bring some historical context and just kind of see. You know, I think the challenge in this world is that anytime you bring up another ethnicity, it's not you're trying to you're not trying to one up another. It's just more of like, hey, look at me, we're we're here too. You know, like you know, not the greatest things have happened to. A lot of people in, in in our ethnic background historically either in America. Yeah, no, I, I think every race has that story in it. Uh, one thing I think that Hawaii does have right is that people don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah, not yeah. I mean, yeah. we laugh at each other all the time. Like, I think for someone in the mainland to get transplanted into, let's say, a, a night drinking in someone's garage, which happens like literally every day. Yeah. Uh, like you, that person from the mainland probably would get very offended by about ninety percent of the conversation. Yeah, because we make fun of each other so much, like so. Yeah, no, I remember a story uh, where uh, my uncle in Seattle. You remember the one, him. the one in West, the one in West Seattle? Yes, the one in West Seattle. Uh-huh. Uh Apparently, he had a party and he played some Frank DeLima. Oh no. And. Some people got oh, no. So. Oh no. Well, did, did, the 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 Filipino Christmas Carol? I don't I don't even know what it was, but. Guarantee. Maybe. I mean, you think about it, the first like five words in that song, like, you know. <laughs> there's like. I think. Dun dun show you Billy Goat. Like seriously, I, like I come on, like how do you recover from that? I think there's a lot that people might find offensive with his comedy, but. But it's Hawaii comedy. I mean, it's yeah. Hawaii comedy. It's it. I don't know. I mean, it, it, what but it plays. That, what I'm but it plays. It plays on the mainland. Look at all these specials like Ronnie Chang and all these guys. You know, they'll they'll do ethnic kind of, they'll do ethnic co- comedy. 
you know they'll make fun he'll make fun of chinese people along with everybody else but you know it's funny it is like that thing about chinese new year's where it's really all you're wishing to people is i wish you get rich and you know you should wish wish for me to get rich i mean it's just about money that's all that's all we're that's all we're saying to each other like i hope you get rich man hope you have a prosperous year that's all we're saying to you when I tell you Kung Fu Choi, it's like you know. Hope you have a prosperous, I guess, healthy year. Yeah. 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 It is what it is. It is what it is, man. We're focused on the Quan, man. It's all about the Quan. Show me the money, Jerry. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that. That guy reminds Alpha. me of Alpha, though. The character, yeah. Yeah, the character. The character, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we taking too much of a chance to have Alpha ones on the show one day? Ooh, we should, man. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll tell him. This is for fun. Why not? Yeah, but we do have to get Ken. We talked to one this last one. Let's get Ken. Yeah, definitely. He, he's ready to go. So anytime you want okay. to do it. Maybe maybe next week. Let's let's look at it next week. Let's see how this crypto market recovers or doesn't recover, and, and let's get his insight uh, on things. And you know, especially I like I like having him on the show because I can just kick back and just listen to the both of you, and I can just be like an interviewer really at that point. So, yeah. So that 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 part's kind of fun. All right. All right, so with that, Royce, let's wrap this show up. Uh, we definitely hit our time limit here, and hopefully uh, we didn't get too serious for you guys. But, you know, at the same time, uh, we've been talking about all this crypto stuff, and it's important that we kind of point out when the market's not doing as well as it was and kind of just share our thoughts and what we are doing with our own um, portfolios. Anything yeah. else you want to add, Royce? No, I mean, the, the market isn't going to always go up, and – I don't think this correction is any different than other corrections in the past. In fact, it's been a lot worse <laughs> in the past too as well. But you know, like you have to be able to to react and and move. And mm-hmm. I think that's what you know that's what you should do. But that's what we want people to do. And it's what we did. It's yeah. what we did today. And in full disclosure, we sold today. Like we sold a bunch of stuff today. And we're just looking for another opening. All right, Royce. Well, with that. Let's see what you end up uh, cutting out of this uh, episode here. Um, <laughs> I, I, for one, think you just let it all go and, you know, and we'll just see where the chips fall, you know? Yeah, we'll, we'll never, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Royce. All right. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right, everybody.